It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it through Derby weekend. Welcome into the show, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, May 9th. We have a Derby winner. I don't think you had it. If you did, please text me on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. Because I don't know anybody. I know a lot of people. That's a, that's a humble brag. I know a lot of people. I don't know anybody at any point that said to me while I was at the track, you know, this rich strike looks pretty good. Nope. Nobody said it. But if you had it, I'll listen to your story. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 is the number to join in on the conversation. Thorns text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, Thorns is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee and delicious donuts. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I'm going to say I could have had it. I'm not going to say I should have had it because I went out Oaks Day. I went out Friday, had a great time, and uh, I bet the Oaks Derby double. I had the Oaks winner, the one secret oath. Congratulations to 86-year-old trainer D. Wayne Lucas on his, I believe, fifth Kentucky Oaks victory, first since the 90s. But I had secret oath. And Kathleen O. Those were my two Oaks horses. So to play the Oaks Derby double, $1 Oaks Derby double, I put a few horses in in for the Kentucky Derby. Epicenter, Messier. Messier was my horse. I said that last week. Um, I had Zandon. I had some of the favorites. A couple of long shots. Nothing crazy, obviously. All I had to do was say, give me the 110 with all. It would have cost me $40. $40 for the Oaks Derby double, two horses in the Oaks, everybody in the Derby. And I had the Oaks winner. The Oaks Derby double, $1, paid $973 and change. <sighs> Close, yet so far away, once again. If I had asked you Friday, or Saturday morning, or Saturday at 5 o'clock, or 6 o'clock in the evening. Who is Sonny Leone? Now, I know who Sonny Corleone is. He was in The Godfather, James Conn, great performance, got shot at the toll booth multiple times. Sonny Corleone, I know. I don't know who Sonny Leone is. I would have said, wasn't he the backup catcher for the Boston Red Sox for a few years? No, that's Sandy Leone. So it wasn't Sandy Leone, it wasn't Sonny Corleone, it was Sonny Leone. Who is he? He's the jockey on Rich Strike. How about Eric Reed? Wasn't he a former defensive back in the NFL, Eric Reed? Or maybe a, a, a lead singer of an alt-right alternative band? Uh, not alt-right, alt-rock band? Nickelback, Coldplay, Eric Reed. Who is Eric Reed? How about the trainer? Of Rich Strike. Nobody knew these names. Nobody knew who these people were until about 7.03 on Saturday evening. I didn't know. 
Mike Tirico on NBC didn't know him. Randy Moss didn't know him. Jerry Bailey didn't know him. The entire NBC crew, Kenny Rice, didn't know who they were. At least they didn't have any stories on Rich Strike or Sonny Leone or Eric Reed. No stories. We saw stories on just about every derby horse. Now, you got to give them a break here. You have to give them a bit of a break. Because Rich Strike, as of noon or 11.55 on Friday, was not in the Kentucky Derby. So why use the time, spend the time, use the uh, all your tools to do a story on a horse that's not even going to run? But then D. Wayne Lucas scratched Ethereal Road from the Derby. Remember, Ethereal Road was in because Un Ojo decided not to participate. The connections for Un Ojo decided not to participate. So Ethereal Road got in. And then last minute on Friday, D. Wayne Lucas decides, you know what? I'm not sure this is the race for this horse. I want him to run in the Preakness. If I run him in the Derby, and I don't think he's ready for the Derby, he's not going to be able to run in the Preakness. Let's go ahead and take him out. Last minute. Literally last five minutes before the deadline, Rich Strike gets into the Derby. So D. Wayne Lucas should be thanked again here because he could have said, you know what, I'm 86. How many more derby horses am I going to have? Might as well take a chance with Ethereal Row. He could have said that. Most people would have said that. But Eric Reed and Sonny Leone and the owners all owe a debt of gratitude to D. Wayne Lucas because he didn't just say, I don't care, I'm 86 be my last derby horse. I'm running it. He didn't say that. Ethereal rode out, Rich Strike in, you know the rest. It was a a ride from heaven. It was like the Red Sea parted. Not only the last few horses, but from about the mile marker in, he just picked them off. One by one, floodgates opened, Horses split to let him through. Messier on the rail slowed down and let him get around. And then he hunted down Epicenter and Zandon. 163.60. That's a $2 win ticket. 74.20. That's a $2 place ticket. 29.40. That's a $2 show ticket. The $2 exacta paid $4,101.20. The 50-cent trifecta paid $7,435.35. I had none of those. I did just get a text from Tony Burke. Somebody we do know bet $20 because his daughter wanted to. $20 to win because his daughter wanted to. So this person also added it to his try box, $2 try, 30 grand. <sighs> ah. You win, win a few, lose a few. I got another buddy just texted me. Buck from Shavley. By the way, Buck, I have a couple winners for you here later in the show. Buddy of ours, win play show, $1,400 winner. $10 win play show. Oh, man. Why is it never me? I remember when Animal Kingdom won. 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 
Joey One Ear, my good buddy, had him. Had him on everything. Huge upset. Had him in exactus, tries, superfectus. He won close to six figures, I think, that day. He didn't give it to me. I'm not bitter. I don't hold it against him. I don't bring it up every single time I see Joey One Ear. Well, I bring it up some, but not every single time. Maybe every other time. It was a great derby. It was a fun derby to watch. Um, I made a business decision Saturday to not go to Churchill Downs. I went out Friday. I didn't win any money. I had a great time. Saw a bunch of people I wanted to see. Hung around in the media booth. Uh, walked around the paddock a lot. Watched, went outside, watched some races. It was fun. Had a, had a good time. As I do every year, I was home in time for the Oaks. Look, I don't need the crowd. I don't. That's who I am. Grumpy old man, I don't need the crowd. I'm not standing in line for the shuttle back to my car when there is uh, an hour or an hour and a half before the Oaks. I'm going to the shuttle. I'm jumping on. I'm getting back to my car at the uh, KFEC parking lot, and I'm heading home, and I'm watching the race on TV. But Saturday I made a business decision. As I mentioned on this show, it was my wife's birthday. It was my wife's birthday Saturday. So do I hem-haw around and say, boy, you know, I'd uh, I'd really like to go see this derby, go out there, go out for a few races. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Said, honey, this is your day. What do you want to do? We went out to eat at a place in Shepherdsville, a little Mexican restaurant nobody knows about. Loved it. It was great. Took her mom. What kind of husband am I, huh? Took her mom. Yeah, I'm patting myself on the back right now. Went home, had my grandson for a while. We watched the uh, watched the Derby on TV. Business decision or brownie point decision. Got a lot of brownie points this weekend because I did not ask or or request or even tell her that I was going to the Kentucky Derby. I mean, I got this pass. My man Dugan works hard for me. The boss here got me a pass. Got me a Oaks Pass, Derby Pass. I can go hang out. Here's something else that I didn't know till I got there. Drinks were free. Alcoholic drinks. Woodford. Uh, mint juleps. Mint juleps were free. The, the new Lily drinks, they were free. Anything you want. Popcorn was free. Now, we railed last week, Tony Burke and I, on this show about how Churchill Downs seems to be pushing the little guy out. The guy that shows up on a Thursday afternoon for claiming races and 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 pays two bucks or four bucks to get in and hangs out and bets all day. You know, it's that guy's getting pushed out because you could not this year walk in on Thursday, on Friday, pay general admission and stand in the paddock area. I've got friends been doing this for years. They go on Oaks Day. They pay. They did, used to pay $20. I think it ended up the last time they went being more like $50. Tony, Tony Burke will know the answer to that. You walk in. You stand on the bricks. You bet all day. You're hanging out with your buddies. Can't do that anymore. That guy's been pushed away. you got to have a ticket. you got to have a seat in the clubhouse or in the grandstand if you want to get through that gate. you got to have a seat. 
And the price of those seats has gone exponentially up in the last few years. Now, we didn't have fans last year. The Derby was moved to the fall. Uh, I don't think we had fans the year before that. We didn't. Do did we even have a Derby the year before that? I got to look that up. Again, I don't do research for this show. That's a, just too much time on, on my hand. I don't have enough time on my hands there. But the Derby ticket has gone up in price in a big way, bigger than inflation. Let's put it that way. So I don't know if this was planned ahead of time or if Churchill Downs got a lot of grief because of the ticket prices and decided, I'll tell you what let's do. Oaks and Derby, let's just include alcohol in the price. I believe, I have to believe this was a pre-planned thing. When they upped the price, they said, let's just up the price. We don't have to worry, and let's just give them free alcohol, some free uh, you know, snack food, and make it an all-encompassing experience. I think it was great. If that's what they did, great, fantastic. It worked. There's nothing better when you're not working, and I, I would say I was half working, all right? I mean, I was in the media room. I was taking notes on certain things, but I was also having a good time. I, there's nothing better than hearing a beer vendor say, beer here, and it's free. The first time I heard it, I tripped on one of the bricks and almost fell. What did he say? Beer here, and it's free. I'm sorry. Um, do they know you're doing this, beer vendor? Do they know you're giving this stuff away? I had a guy I ran into in the media lounge, in the media area. And he was working, and I know he was working. And he had two glasses of Woodford in his hand, one for him and one for somebody else that was also working. I said, what are you doing? He, and he said two words to me. It's free. I went, yeah, I know it's free. But uh, are you sure this is the move? All in all, I had a great weekend, great birthday with the wife on Saturday, had a lot of fun at the Oaks. Sunday, of course, Mother's Day. I, I warned you. I warned you a couple times over the last few weeks. Oaks, or excuse me, Mother's Day was the day after Derby. Get your cards, get your gifts, do it early so that you don't wake up Sunday morning with a hangover from Derby and go, oh, no, it's Mother's Day. I hope you listened to me. Had a great Mother's Day. Went to Aspen Creek with my entire extended family. I think there were 15 of us with uh, my wife's mom, and it was great. It was great. And I hope you had a great Mother's Day as well. A lot to get to today on this day after Mother's Day. Um, we do have a most valuable player in the NBA. He was 1,400 to one, I think, at the beginning of the season. For I'm sorry, 14, plus 1,400. 14 to one, not 1,400 to one. That would be a huge upset. Uh, and it's the same guy that won it last year. We'll talk about that. NBA playoffs, um, it's getting chippy everywhere. John Morant probably not going to play. Uh, after he had his knee pulled by Jordan Poole. Did you see the video? It wasn't egregious, but it did happen. So he's probably going to miss game four tonight. Uh, Boston-Milwaukee game four as well. We'll preview those games. 
Did you watch the uh, season finale of Winning Time, the story of the Lakers dynasty, the rise of the Lakers dynasty? I watched it last night. I got a bunch of questions here. I got a bunch of questions. Uh, The Reds won two out of three this weekend. Strike up the band. They're going to the World Series. A new uh, addition to the U.K. basketball roster next season, and Louisville baseball continues to shine. We'll talk about all of that after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, the Thorns text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. Don't forget the Big X golf cards are now ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. Play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. That's 812-725-1457. Again, you can play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake, under $25 a round, cart included. Get yours today. Supplies are limited. It's going to be a great week to play golf. Mid-80s all week. I think I'm going Thursday after the show to play. But uh, take advantage now. By the way, here's some more numbers on winning derby jockey Sonny Leon. He had never won a graded stakes race, had not ridden at Churchill Downs since June of 2020. He had four wins in 50 starts at Churchill Downs. Four wins in 50 starts. His last win was on a $5,000 claiming race for the same trainer, Eric Reed, May 3rd, at Belterra. At Belterra. He had 11 starts at Belterra, four seconds, four thirds. He had one mount on Derby Day. One. One mount. If Rich, if Rich Strike doesn't get into the Derby, Sonny Leone is not even at Churchill Downs on Saturday. I'm guessing. It's incredible. Uh, second biggest upset. Odds-wise, it might be the – I feel like it's the biggest upset ever, but second biggest odds-wise in the history of the Kentucky Derby. The the uh, longest shot ever was Donnerail in 1913. Do we count things before 1950 anymore? I guess we, I guess we have to, theoretically. I just – you know, I'm still just stunned by it. All right, NBA, no, Nicola – Nikola, easy for me to say. Nikola Jokic wins the MVP, his second in a row. Nikola Jokic in 2014 was the 41st pick in the NBA draft. He was chosen. I saw this today, and I I had to bring it up. I'm stealing it. I don't know who I'm stealing it from, but I saw it today. He was chosen during a Taco Bell commercial. It's one of those draft picks where they come back and say, oh, while we were away, uh, the Nuggets took a dude named 
Jokic. I don't know how to pronounce it. J-O-K. Jokic? Oh, no, it's Jokic. No, it's Jokic. Okay. Yeah, they took this dude, Nikola Jokic, from overseas. And that was probably the entire draft night for the uh, the big man. 27.1 points a game this year, 13.8 rebounds, 7.9 assists. Those are incredible numbers. Um, you know, a lot of people, and I heard a lot of people say, ah, oh, Joel Embiid should have won it. Joel Embiid, he did this, he did that. His team's still playing. Uh, look with the difference he's made in games three and four. He didn't play in games one and two. And look where they're at now. Okay, I get all that. But if you're a voter, if you're a voter, you watch a lot. You should watch a lot of games. But the other thing you should do is look at the numbers. And Jokic's numbers are so much better than everybody else's. Everybody else's. It's not close. His numbers compared to Joel Embiid, and especially analytic numbers, which everybody looks at nowadays, head and shoulders above Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic and anybody else you want to throw in, Jason Tatum, anybody else you want to throw in. So uh, congratulations to Jokic. He was plus 1,400 at the beginning of the year, as I mentioned, to win MVP. And he was the defending MVP. Uh, again, revisionist history, just like my Oaks Derby double bet, revisionist history. Uh, Memphis is in some trouble, the Memphis Grizzlies. They uh, probably will be without Ja Morant tonight. Uh, they lost 142 to 112 on Saturday to the Golden State Warriors. Morant, it was not even a loose ball. He was double teamed. The ball got away for a second. And Jordan Poole just kind of reached for or reached near his knee, near Morant's knee, kind of pulled it. I don't know if he hyperextended it. He uh, he he got the foul was called. He made a couple free throws, but he was been a, got taken out of the game. Of course, it was a thirty point blowout. But now they're they're not they don't think he's going to play tonight. Right? In fact, Golden State's a ten point favorite tonight. Now at home, trying to go up three one. Now, if you're down 2-1 and you can play, you're playing. Ask Embiid. He was down, they were down 2-0. We didn't know that Embiid was going to play in game three. He played. Now it's two games off. So um, Saturday, Milwaukee beats Boston 103-101 to go up two games to one. They'll play again in Milwaukee tonight. The Bucs are a one-point favorite there. Um, bad call at the end of the game. I mean, look. There's a lot of bad calls throughout all of these games. That's just the way it is. It's the nature of the beast. Referees miss calls. These are the greatest athletes in the world, and you're going to miss some calls. Ask Chris Paul from last night. But the call when Marcus Smart went up for a three-pointer toward the end of the game, near the end of the game, really close to the end of the game, and they only gave him two free throws. I think the Celtics were down three at the time. That's just a bad call at a really unfortunate time. Because the Celtics can tie that game if they make the right call. Uh, they don't. Giannis had 42, 12, and 8. Uh, he played big, big boy basketball against the Celtics on Saturday. He muscled the Celtics, and he especially muscled 
Jason Tatum. He bullied Jason Tatum most of the night. In fact, toward the end of the game, they, uh, Jason Tatum was no longer guarding Giannis. Now, when a guy puts up 42, maybe there's a reason you take your one of your best defenders off of him. The problem the Celtics had, first of all, Giannis scored 42, and the Celtics only lost by two on the road. But the problem was not Giannis scoring 42. It was Jason Tatum scoring 10. Four of 19 from the field. If you are going to be the best player, which he is, on a championship contending team, which they are, you cannot have games like that. Can't do it. Four of 19, and they lose by two. They still play great defense, irregardless of whether or not the Greek freak scored 42 points. The Celtics still play great defense. I mean, when you think about it, Giannis was 16 of 30. He scored 42. Um, Drew Holiday had 25. So what did everybody else do? Not much. Wesley Matthews started, had three. Grayson Allen started, had a goose egg. Um, Bobby Portis only had nine off the bench. Brooke Lopez had 13. But it was just enough because Jason Tatum had 12 points. Jalen Brown had 27 points, 12 rebounds. Wasn't enough. So... Celtics find themselves in a 2-1 hole going into the night. Must win? No. Do I suggest a win? Yes. Because, you know, obviously you don't want to go down 3-1. You're going to have to win a game in Milwaukee. Milwaukee won a game in Boston. Now you got to win a game in Milwaukee. If it's not tonight, it's got to be game six. If you even get to game six. After watching the first three games in this series, I believe Boston is the better team. Better team doesn't always win. The Bucs have the better, the best player. The Bucs have the best player. They're missing their second best player in Chris Middleton. He won't be back anytime in this series. But Jason Tatum's gotta play good basketball. He can't play, he can't play bad basketball and he can't play average basketball. It's the playoffs. you got to be great. If you'd have told me that Jalen Brown was going to go for 27-12 and and Al Horford was going to go for 22-16, and and don't tell me what Tatum's going to do, I'd say something's going to win that game because they play good enough defense. They're going to keep the Bucs under 105 points, and they did. But Jason Tatum didn't show up. Boston-Milwaukee tonight, 7-30 TNT game, game four. Uh, Milwaukee's a one-point favorite. I've been doing this the entire playoffs. I'm a Celtic fan, but I've been betting against them, and I'm going to bet against them here. I'm going to take Milwaukee. Um, just home team, that's all. In, in, in just about any of these playoffs, if I can get a home team and only give a point, that's what I'm going to do. Basically, it's a pick them. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the home team. doesn't matter which teams we're talking about. When you're down to the final eight, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, also Saturday, I mentioned Golden State beat Memphis 142-112. to 112. Ja, ja, ja Morant got hurt. Um, Sidney Curry had 30. Jordan Poole, 27. This game was out of hand early. Um. 
I mean, Warriors, they were only up seven at halftime, but 21 after the third quarter. They win it by 30. Uh, Not a whole lot to say for the uh, Grizzlies. John Morant, before the injury, he did have 34 points and seven assists. So he's really, really good. But a lot of guys did not reach their potential in the scoring category. And when you give up 142, this isn't the 1970 ABA where where the games are 150 to 148. You give up 142, you're going to lose. So Golden State takes a 2-1 lead. Game four is tonight, 10 o'clock TNT. With John Morant not playing, I heard a lot of speculation today. Oh, this is going to galvanize Memphis. They're going to – this this could uh, you know they're going to rally together. Look, I'm giving the ten here. Okay, let's don't be silly. Let's don't be silly. It's still the Warriors. It's still the Warriors at home. It's still a four-headed monster when you add Jordan Poole of Curry, Thompson, Green, and Poole. You're missing John ja Morant. You're missing a bunch of points, a bunch of rebounds, a bunch of assists, a bunch of leadership. And a, a, a bit of an edge when he's on the court. You're missing him. Give me Golden State. So I'm taking both favorites tonight. There you go, Buck and Shavley. Buckster and Shavley. Let's go ahead and give you that. The other two series yesterday, um, it's getting chippy in both, really. Dallas uh, beats Phoenix 111-101. Luka had 26 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. Dorian Finney-Smith had 24 points, 8 rebounds. Dallas hit 14 three-pointers in the first half. Uh, They set a team record, team playoff record for that. Luka Doncic, by the way, now is uh, third on the list of most points in his first 20 playoff games. He played his 20th playoff game yesterday. Number one on the list is Michael Jordan. Number two on the list is Wilt Chamberlain. That's a pretty good list to be on. He has the third most points in his first 20 playoff games. He has 655 points. I was told there would be no math, but I don't know. That's about 30, I don't know, 30-something a game. 32 a game, maybe. So, Lucas special. Devin Booker had 35. The big news of that game was Chris Paul. He fouled out. He played 23 minutes. Now, in the two games in Dallas... Chris Paul has not shown. He has not shown. Because when we go back to game three, a 103-94 Dallas victory, Chris Paul had seven turnovers. I had to look it up. That's why I was stalling. Seven turnovers. Yesterday, he played 23 minutes. He fouled out of the game. And look, a couple of the fouls were were phantom. He got his fourth foul with, I think, 1.1 seconds left in the first half, which they put him in on offense. I get the move there by by Coach Monty Williams. Put him in. He missed a shot, and he went for his own rebound, and he pushed Luke in the back. You can't do that. You're in there for the last play on the offensive end. You shoot it, and then you go to the other end. That's it. Uh, so yesterday, five points, five five rebounds. He did have seven assists, but 23 minutes for Chris Paul, two turnovers. He had nine turnovers in the two games in Dallas. 
And the other thing is his family was harassed in the stands. And you just, look, the Dallas security took care of it. Uh, apparently a guy put his hands on Chris Paul's wife, pushed Chris Paul's mother. Uh, Chris Paul's kids were there to witness all of this. The fam was escorted out quickly, which is proper protocol. But this is what happens in the age of social media. Everybody's brave. Everybody's brave. And you know what makes them braver? Alcohol. And when you put these people that close to the court and let them drink, that's what ha- this is what happens. Um, I, I think Chris Paul overreacted on Twitter. Now, look, if 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 you're in, if somebody puts their hands on my wife, look, I got a problem. I'm going to go after them. That's just the way it is. But I will give the security force at Dallas credit. They got the dude out of there quickly. Got him out quick, and he won't be back. I'm sure. Chris Chris Paul's got to play better tomorrow night. And bottom line, because now Phoenix in a dogfight. Now Dallas has caught you. It's two games apiece. You're in a dogfight now. Uh, the other game, Philadelphia beat Miami 116-108. That series is tied at two games apiece. Welcome back, James Harden. Not a James Harden fan. I think he mails it in a lot. He didn't mail it in yesterday. 31 points, seven rebounds, nine assists. Uh, emotion, energy. These are not words you use when you think about James Harden. But he played very hard then. Joel Embiid had 24 and 11. Jimmy Butler, 40 in a losing effort for the Heat. Game five will be tomorrow. By the way, Phoenix is a six point favorite in game five in Phoenix against Dallas. And Miami is a three and a half point favorite at home tomorrow night against Philadelphia. I'll give you those winners tomorrow. But Philly's back in it. Dallas is back in it. Those two series, the teams with the best record in the league, in the West it was Phoenix, all of a sudden it's 2-2. Chris Paul's played poorly on the road, and Dallas looks like a team since Luka came back that's capable. Miami had the best record in the East. Joel Embiid comes back after Miami wins the first two games easily. Philly holds serve at home. When it's two games all, any of these series, when it's two games all, anybody can win them. If you get to a game seven, I say it all the time, anybody can win a game seven. I will take a break. Winning time, the rise of the Laker dynasty. I got a lot of questions. Baseball, the Reds are on fire. And we'll have an update from an early game in Major League Baseball today as the rainouts were aplenty on Friday. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment today. Don't forget, we've got uh, high school baseball tonight. Hoosier Hill, Hoosier Hills Conference Tournament as uh, Floyd Central travels to New Albany to take on the Bulldogs. Six o'clock tonight, right here on the Big X. Matt Dennison will bring you all the action from New Albany. That's, uh, I guess, that's an elimination game. Hoosier Hills Conference first round. Floyd Central at New Albany tonight, 6 o'clock right here on the Big X. Uh, the Big X golf cards are ready. Supplies limited, so get yours today. You can play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, under $25 a round, cart included. Again, supplies limited, so get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. 
812-725-1457. It's going to be a great week if you want to go golfing. Eighties, Mid-80s all week. Of course, Oaks and Derby, we had uh, spotty rain, cloudy conditions, little chill in the air, and yesterday it was gorgeous. And it's going to be gorgeous today. It's going to be gorgeous tomorrow. So uh, get your get your golf in. Kansas City leads Baltimore one nothing. Bottom of the third in Baltimore. That's a rain out makeup game. Got another one between the uh, Rangers and the Yankees starting at about one o'clock today. There were six rainouts on Thursday. The uh, Cleveland, Detroit, the Yankees, Philadelphia. I don't know how Boston played because everybody in the Northeast was rained out. Everybody in the north northeast, Cleveland, Detroit, just head east, right? From there, you had Philadelphia, Cincinnati was rained out. Um, you had, um, I mentioned the New York Yankees were rained out. Cubs were rained out. I don't know how, but they, they got them all. A bunch of doubleheaders were scheduled Saturday, some more yesterday. Today, two makeup games early in the day to account for all the rainouts. The Reds won two out of three against Pittsburgh. They beat the the uh, Pirates 9-2 to two on Friday, 7-3 to three yesterday, lost the middle game of the series 8-5 to five, uh, on Saturday. And the Reds are hot. They play Milwaukee tonight, by the way, uh, in Cincinnati, 640, Brandon Woodruff and Louis Castillo, who pitched great in his rehab assignment uh, for the Louisville Bats. Uh, he'll go tonight for the Reds, 640 is the uh, game time on that one. As you look at the standings, look, I'm, let's don't sugarcoat it. They're still 5 and 23. They're still 5 and 23, 13 and a half games behind the division leading Milwaukee Brewers. Five wins is obviously the lowest in the league. The second lowest in the league, the Detroit Tigers. They're 8 and 19. And the Kansas City Royals have nine wins, even though they lead Baltimore today. You know who's got the third lowest? The A's you would expect, or the fourth lowest, excuse me. The A's you would expect, the Boston Red Sox only have 10 wins. It's a rebuild in Boston. All right, a uh, couple news and notes here. Louisville's up to number seven in D1 baseball after a nice weekend down in Winston-Salem against Wake Forest. Kentucky, by the way, I give the Cats credit. I don't know if they're going to make it into the NCAA tournament. They, they took two out of three at home against number one Tennessee this weekend. That's impressive. UK basketball has added Abu Thiero. He is a 6'5", 180-pound combo guard. Averaged 23 points, 10.5 rebounds, 6 assists a game. His father played for John Calipari at Memphis from uh, 2003 to 2006, and his mom was also drafted into the WNBA. He is not a five-star. He, I don't think he's a four-star, although what, here's what happens with these ratings. Uh, all of a sudden, you're a three-star. Let's just say you're a three-star, and all of a sudden, Kentucky's interested. And before you sign, you get bumped up to a four-star. I, I don't know why. You, you know, Maybe you played a couple great games on the AAU circuit. It's uh, these these rankings can some sometimes be silly. That's why Nikola Jokic was the forty first pick in the draft. I mean, I mean these rankings can be silly, but Kentucky uh, adds uh, a fourth player now to their class in Adu Thiero. NFL uh, they're going to announce their schedule May twelfth, which is Thursday. Full schedule. 
we already know who's going to play who. They're just going to give you weeks, who plays who. They're going to tell you when they play, what time, what channel, all that good stuff. Uh, but they did send out this morning week two Monday night football. And with the new TV agreements, this is you're going to see a, a few of these on Monday nights. Two games, but they are not back-to-back games where you're watching football for six hours. They're changing it around a little bit. Um, week two, Monday Night Football, Tennessee at Buffalo is going to be 7-15 on ESPN. Minnesota at Philadelphia is going to be 8-30 on ABC. So you're going to have staggered starts here. So basically, you're going to have Tennessee, Buffalo. They'll get started probably with a few minutes left in the first half. The Vikings and the Eagles will get started on another network. And they're going to do this several times throughout the year on Monday Night Football. Double headers, but they're not technically double headers because we're not waiting for one game to end for the second game to begin. You follow me? Uh, I like it. It's less time in front of the TV, less time away from my wife and my grandson, and uh, she'll like that, so that's good. All right, I want finish watching the first season of Winning Time, the Lakers, the rise of the Lakers dynasty last night. I got a lot of questions. And if you watched it, great. Did Magic and Kareem really meet at the airport before game six of the finals before the Lakers headed to Philadelphia? Did they really meet at the airport? Kareem got hurt in game five. I remember that. He didn't play in game six. Magic played center, had 42 points and, I don't know, 15 rebounds, something like that. But did they really meet at the airport? Did Kareem, did Kareem really give Magic his jersey to take on the road? All right, okay, maybe they did. Maybe that one's believable. Magic won the MVP, finals MVP. But – Apparently, at least according to this docudrama or whatever you want to call it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was named the MVP by the by the voters. And in the hallway to the locker room after the game, David Stern, who was then associate commissioner, Larry O'Brien was still the commissioner, David Stern stopped Magic and said, look, Kareem's not going to be here. We're going to give this MVP to you. And Green, uh, uh, Magic, uh, uh, according to the show, said, oh, man, you know, I didn't earn that. You know, Kareem earned it. He should be the MVP. No, no. David Stern said, no, we're going to give it to you. You have to make a decision now whether you're going to accept it or not because for the next few years in this league, it's going to be you and Larry. Larry won the uh, Rookie of the Year, and you're going to win Most Valuable Player in the Finals. And apparently Magic said, okay. It, did that really happen? Did, was Kareem really supposed to win the MVP there? I can't believe I've never heard that. I can't believe I had to wait till 2022 and an HBO docudrama for that to come to light, if it's true. Now, I know a lot of this is dramatization. They put that big disclaimer up at the end of every show. This is a dramatization based on actual events. Uh, but we've taken some license here. We've taken some theatrical license. And the other part of it was Spencer Haywood. Now, I know he was messed up on drugs. I know he was kicked off the team before the finals, told to stay home. Um, The players voted on that. I get all that. But did he really go to his drug dealer and 
say, we're going to get your gun because we're going to shoot some of these uh, Lakers when they come back from Philly before Game 7? Turns out there was no Game 7. So they never had a chance to shoot them before Game 7 because there wasn't a Game 7. The Lakers went to Philly and won Game 6 and won the title. 1980. And did Kareem subsequently go to Spencer Haywood's home and confront him while Haywood was holding a gun? And Kareem didn't run. He didn't jump behind a desk, according to the, the show. He didn't jump behind the bar or run out of the house. Hey, he's got a gun. He just talked him down. Hey, Spence, this is not you. You're a beautiful man. Look at that beautiful daughter you got. Come on. That's To me, that's where they went too far. Now, the Jerry West thing, I know Jerry West is suing uh, because of he's claiming defamation of character and libel and all this stuff. And Look, I've seen a ton of interviews with Jerry West. Former Laker great, former Laker GM, kind of helped build the teams, uh, the Kobe Shaq team especially. Love Jerry West. He's the logo. Look at the NBA logo. That's Jerry West. And he's suing. Look, it's television. It's theater. Am I entertained? Yes. Am I entertained every week at 9 p.m. on HBO? Yes. Sunday night. It's great. I love it. And they've been up for a second season. I don't know why. They won the title. This was supposed to be a one-off deal, but they're going to do another season. I guess it was that popular. John C. Riley's greatest, Dr. Jerry Buss. The guy that plays Kareem does a fantastic job. The guy that played Magic does a fantastic job. Jason Clark is Jerry West. Okay. The guy playing Jack McKinney. Okay. Jason Siegel is uh, the wimpy Paul Westhead. All right. I get it. Adrian Brody is Pat Riley. Okay. I'm on board. I'm on board with all of it. I love it because it's entertainment. Remember their old logo? It's not TV. It's HBO. Yeah, I copyright that. It's entertainment. And Jerry West looks like a crazy person in this show. He looks like he has lost his marbles all the time throughout the show. And I don't blame Jerry West for being upset, but you're not going to win a lawsuit against Hollywood when they clearly say it's a dramatization after each show. And... At the end of the show, Bill Sharman says to Jerry West, see you Monday morning. You're part of this front office. You, find, you know, Jerry West says, I think I found my thing, be in the front office. It's a great show. You have to suspend reality a little bit. That's it. But don't you have to suspend reality when you're watching Die Hard or The Born Identity or any of these other any of these rom-coms that you watch? Don't you have to suspend reality when you watch The Avengers? Yes, you have to. It's for entertainment purposes. I don't know if Spencer Haywood wanted a gun to shoot all his old Laker teammates before Game 7. Maybe he did. And maybe the drug dealer he went to to get the gun did have a snake around his neck the whole time. I don't know. But it's fun to watch. I got a lot of questions, though. Got a lot of questions. Don't forget uh, high school baseball tonight, Floyd Central, New Albany, 6 o'clock with Matt Dennison. I will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.